Breaking news! Welcome to Will and Merzane's special TTS report. Thanks, Merzane. And we're here with the TTS special report. And I'm really excited because we are both 1 and 0 in the TTS Season 7 League. Like, Woo! I don't know how to feel about this. I don't think this has literally ever happened to me in the entirety of my time playing TTS. So it's this really weird feeling. Have you lost what, round one every time you played? I'm pretty, I mean, since I think so. <laughs> well, I'm happy that we were able to help steer you to a round one victory. Yes, yes. I, I attribute it to uh, the confidence I got from all the suits out there and from our, our dojoing it here on the TTS special report, I, everything. And uh, also, I, I really have to give a ton of credit to some really poor dice rolls on my opponent's part. Oh, yeah. He definitely couldn't roll defense to save his life. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> literally. So, yeah, I uh, it was a lot of things had to go right and and everything, you know, but here we are two one and O's. And I'm excited to talk about not only the matches that we had, but also the matches we have to look forward to. So, Merzane, first up, let's talk about my TTS match against Caleb Lawrence. Thank you so much, Caleb, if you're listening. It was a really fun match. I know it probably <laughs> wasn't as much fun for you given how some of the dice rolls worked out, but it was a very enjoyable match. I had a lot of fun and I hope you did too. And I hope I was a good opponent. I did, Merzane, I don't, you watched a good bit of it on the stream. I did stream it. And uh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you want to check out that previous stream or my next stream, which will be Wednesday at about 1.30 Eastern, 12.30 CST in the afternoon. You can go to twitch.tv slash DarthBalls05, and that's balls with a Z, because I was edgy like that back in the day. <laughs> but you can go check that out and, and watch those streams. If you do watch the previous match, unfortunately, we had a little technical difficulties. The internet decided to go poo-poo. Comcast went and cut the cable Right at the last second. It was a well-laid plan by Caleb to have my internet expire. <laughs> Comcast is trying to sabotage you. Exactly. Right in his moment of need. So, yeah. We ended up having to finish the game on the advanced R&D stream. So, we kind of got to splice it together a little bit if you're interested. It is a really good match. Really good um, Spider-Foes versus Convocation matchup that I highly encourage if you're interested in either of those to go and check out. Oh, yeah. It was, it was definitely a fun fun match it was very uh very suspenseful um little spoiler you kind of took it a little bit of an early lead but it uh and you're able to maintain it but there was definitely this this air of it could swing hard at any moment every single dice roll was important yeah it was crazy good yeah and that's that's exactly how i felt like i i'm pretty sure i lost about a gallon's worth of water from the sweat <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's going to happen again this week. And, you know, it is what it is. But let's talk about this here. So it was Convocation versus Spider-Foes. He had five characters and he won priority. And I had my four Convocation characters. Now, what were my four Convocation characters? I took Hulk, even though he's not Convocation. I'm starting with him because Hulk. So I took Hulk. I took Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. I took the other doctor of a voodoo nature and then I took Baron Mordo. And the nice thing about convocation is you can choose whichever one of those you wanted to be your leader. And I kind of had a plan 
to have Strange be more in the thick of things. So I made Mordo my leader, and the idea was to hold him back a little farther. And the crisis setup was intrusions, so across Main Street in the C formation, and hammers, which is a neutral matchup, which we had actually talked about going into the match. And we played at 18 threat. So we had an option of 18 or 19. And I chose 18 because it made the math work out better for me with Hulk, I felt like. And that's why I chose that. And then his squad was Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus, Juggernaut, and Mysterio. So pretty interesting matchup, especially like Convocation versus like a Juggernaut and a Mysterio because both of those characters have good mystic defenses. And then with the ability for Green Goblin and Mysterio to like kind of stack some tricks and traps effects, I was definitely a little worried going into it. Yeah, they got a lot of weird tools to deal with some of your tricks stuff, like just the and the uh, the leadership being able to like cancel out your reverse pierces on like your sorcerer strange stuff like that can uh, be really hard to deal with. Exactly, exactly. And I don't remember all of the tactics cards he brought, but he did the "Do you know who I am?" well laid plans, um, med pack, and I can't remember what the other two he had were off the top of my head. One was Sinister Traps. That's right, Sinister Traps. Um, other one was Indomitable. Did he, he have Indomitable? One. I believe so. I don't think he did, but I could be I, wrong. I think that I, when you were gone, uh, he had flipped it because he had used it, and I flipped it again, but it's I, I was confused because the back of the card on TTS looks like the front of the card. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, it, it you know, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't really make that much of a difference in totality here in terms of how the match unfolded. But, you know, one of the interesting things that I've learned as I've played matches is not only do I not like going first, I also don't like going second when I have less models by one because then I don't have a pass. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it was, it's, it's one of those interesting things that I've kind of figured out about how I like to play. And it's, you know, playing web warriors, right, is what I come from mainly. And typically, you're always going last. You very rarely have priority. So when you have to make those choices and stuff, it's a little more interesting. And, and that's kind of like the position I'm used to playing in. Whereas with Convocation and playing a little taller, it's like, okay, controlling priority is yep. critical. And you know what mm-hmm. I forgot, Merzane? He also had Sam Wilson, Captain America. That's right. Yeah. I was thinking we missed a character, but I didn't, I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah. And the reason why I remember this is because I'm going to tell you how it unfolded. So if you haven't watched it again, encourage you to go check it out. It is a really back and forth match and like, you know, the minutia of it, we will not be able to do justice, but that is what it is. But the very opening turn, he puts sinister traps on my left side hammer, right? which I thought was an interesting decision. So it was like my hammer and intrusion on that left side. And Merzane, how did you feel about that decision? Because when I was thinking about it, it's like if I had Sinister Traps, I'm putting it on the one right in front of Hulk. Um, Well, so I think his goal was to control middle with Juggernaut and really hold um, the side with his Goblin and all of his characters pretty much. He just had Doc Ock on that side. 
And I think he anticipated you because because he moved up with his spoiler, his green goblin to grab that the other hammer. I think he anticipated you might panic and try to grab the other hammer. Mm-hmm. You would take damage, get pushed and not get the hammer and then he could come and steal it. Uh, but you correctly ignored that hammer and was like, OK, if we're going to participate on that front, you're going to have to pick up that hammer for me and then I'll come chase you down because it's because of the portals. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what my head was about it. It's like, OK, well, if you're going to negate this hammer, well, then that's one less victory point on the table. And now I just have to worry about scoring potentially three victory points until later when things happen, maybe. And like you said, maybe make you go get it and then I can come find you. you Two know? victory points because you he cut off that hammer and that um, that portal. Right. So two whole points are off the table. So you're max scoring five now. Mm-hmm. And the most, if you get both of your hammers, the most he can go up by is one now. Both of your hammers being your back one and then the middle one. So if you win priority of the, the hammer in the middle that's in play, uh, he can't really get a huge lead if he controls everything else. Right. And and that was kind of what I was thinking is like, you know, like we had talked about on the previous special, how I want to play that fight. I want, I want to do the fight because I feel like with the consistency I can bring with Strange with his re-rolls, having a Hulk for these higher threat games and these these slower scoring games can ultimately put me in a position late to be successful. And it's an interesting thing because like I played kind of a similar way when I play Web Warriors a lot of the times is like I don't mind going down a point or two because I know I can swing it back in the other direction. And that's how I feel with this convocation. And that, I mean, is ultimately what ended up happening in this game. I think the first round, I think we either tied or he was up by one. And then the second round, he was up by two. And, and then after that is when things kind of went a little squarely. But that first round was really interesting because putting the Sinister Traps over there, okay, I had Voodoo lined up on that side. So first activation, okay, Voodoo, see ya. You're going the other way. So it's functionally a pass. I just put Voodoo, I don't even think I activated him first, but it allowed me to use him as a pass, I felt like, to kind of move that direction because now I'm not even going to worry about that one. And if you <laughs> want to go and activate your own Sinister Trap and take your own damage, not get any power for it, and get pushed, all that stuff... You go right ahead. Yep. So that happened. And then he activated, I don't remember, kind of, I know he ju- he moved Juggernaut up pretty early, I think. I don't remember exactly how it all unfolded there. But all, all things happened is I, I used Mordo's activation also to act somewhat as a pass. And Mordo's really good whenever you kind of need some things to happen before you do anything else because what he can do is activate use an action grab a power and then kind of get into a position where he can support the rest of the team and that's one of the things that i've been trying to unlock with him a lot more lately is getting that ferocity of sidorak in the right place because it's only range three so you've got to make sure that you're placed in the right spot in order to get the most out of it yeah, I, I like. I think you kind of used him as a pass too, because I don't think you shot that turn. I think you just did master the occult. I did. So I mastered the occult you had and moved two passes. Yeah, and, and and that's like I talked about. It was I used master the occult and then I moved, and so yeah, it works out like two passes between him and Voodoo. So then my opponent moves with Green Goblin to go grab that middle hammer, and 
I saw an opportunity. <laughs> and yes. And just like we had talked about on the prior one is if you see Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus and there's extracts that can be taken out of your hands from a well-laid plans, always check to see if your opponent has that because if those two are on the board, that is in play and they both have to be on the board in order for that card to work. So, I saw an opportunity to nuke Green Goblin. And to be fair, he's got seven stamina and three mystic defense. It's not easy. No. Not easy. (laughs) And I was able to move with Strange. So I had to move to get into range. And then with his Baleful Bolts of Balthak, the alliteration of awesomeness... (laughs) With a Wild Pierce, Mystic was within range three. So I didn't go all the way up to that intrusion. I didn't have to. So I didn't go all the way up there. So I I got to within range two of Green Goblin. And that's going to come up in just a second. But I blast Green Goblin. And now I'm sitting on, I think I did four damage. So I'm sitting on seven power. So, Merzane, what do you think I want to do here? Um... See, I know what you did do, and it's what I wanted you to do. So <clears throat> what you wanted to do was teleport onto the point and contest it. Um, which you did. That is exactly what happened. But uh, your opponent gave you an opportunity to do even more. He uh, did the trick-or-treat uh, where he blows up terrain on you. Uh, that did exactly one damage to you. Yep. Which was perfect. Yeah, because you made what I think is the play of the game after that. Oh, absolutely! I think it is one hundred percent the decision that won me the game. I think so. I when I teleported up there to score those points, I had three power on Strange, and he did the thing, and so I gained that power, and now I've got four power, so I can teleport Green Goblin into Hulk into range where Hulk can just go right away, not even have to do anything, and start wailing on a Green Goblin who has a hammer at this point. And because of his amount of activations, I don't have to really worry about losing priority here, which was a... I wouldn't have gone for this, I think, if I had that concern. So, teleport Green Goblin back, boom... Hulk activates. We have a Dazed Green Goblin turn one. And do you want to know what happened at the very beginning of turn two? (laughs) Green Goblin died. Died horribly to a rampaging green monster. Yeah. Yeah. It took, I mean, it took everything Hulk had. It took two attacks and a throw. But you got there. But we got there. Exactly. And... It was a very exciting opening thing, and I, I'm again like for me, it's really exciting. For my opponent, egregiously demoralizing, and you could just tell and like felt bad, you know, because I've been on the receiving end of that where this something goes horribly wrong, and there's just nothing you can do about it, you know, and, and it just is what it is. It's just part of the game. Sometimes those dice, they're gonna dice, so you just gotta live and die by it sometimes. But uh, yeah, from then on. It was really back and forth. I was able to, later on that turn, get a daze on Captain America, who he used very aggressively, but also 
I really liked what he did with Captain America. He pushed Strange and Voodoo around a little bit, kind of made them have to work for it a little more, which I really liked. But I was able to daze Captain America at the end of that turn or you know, after he'd already had a chance to activate and then come back at the top of the next turn, deny him that Captain America activation right away. So at that point, I'm staring down Mysterio, Juggernaut, Doc Ock, and um, that's it. Mysterio, Juggernaut, and Doc Ock, I think. And those guys in a vacuum, I don't think really scare me that much. So I played a little looser, and it almost cost me. Yeah, like going up two characters with literally no uh, response, because it's kind of, I think he, I think he at some point in this he dazed Voodoo, or he dazed Voodoo after that. But I mean, you're yeah. up four characters to three. Like you're never going to see priority again if that retains, but you're fine with that. Right. Because now you run the table and you get to set the pace of the game. Right. And, and that's kind of what I felt like I was able to do. Like he, he got really aggressive with Juggernaut. And I mean, I tried everything I could to get rid of Juggernaut, but man, he did not want to go down, which, no. you know, sometimes it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, he and Hulk were having it out, but Hulk was able to eventually get all four hammers because of an unlucky intrusions roll that sent Mysterio into this sinister trap, <laughs> which, oh man, it was great. Mm-hmm. This is so good. And so he got sent into the Sinister Trap, and I was able to go grab that hammer. Hulk got all the hammers. So I did the thing that I hate doing, Merzane, to end the game. And it was running Hulk into a corner where he could not be caught to score the final four victory points. It is what it is. I felt terrible, but I did it because it's a league game. Now, that is... um. Not mentioning the turn before you got him into the actual corner, um, the turn after uh, you dazed Juggernaut, he wasn't quite out of the out of the weeds. Because what happened, you gave up, you had to give up priority to kill all these people. Mm-hmm. His Juggernaut stands up, gets mad, teleports through the portal, the one closest to where all the actions happened. Mysterio and Doctor Voodoo had gone off the one by the sinister traps and were kind of doing their own thing. Uh, and the rest of the characters had stayed on the other side of the table. So Juggernaut pops through that portal, walks by that fight, and starts trying to murder uh, Hulk. Oh, he started trying to murder Hulk. Yeah. Uh, well, so before he does that, he throws Voodoo into Mordo. And I made what I feel like is the mistake that could have cost me the game. Instead of playing Indomitable on voodoo there to prevent him from being thrown i instead played brace for impact now see i disagree i think the brace was the proper play in that instance because to me you wanted more power on voodoo and you wanted him he moved voodoo closer to where hulk was right and voodoo was your backup if something went south Right. Because he's the only one that can really deal with the juggernaut at this point. What I think was the mistake was after that, when he moved up, he threw, he used, do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. To throw Hulk into your Doctor Strange. I think that's where you should have indomitable because that leaves Hulk closer to the corner. Um, he doesn't get the throw. It just negates the throw, basically. Right. 
So you both spend your card. And then Hulk still had enough power to do his his reroll for the one attack he was going to get. Yeah. No, I think that's right. I think I think you're right about that. And it definitely made me had to work for it to get back to that corner. And I think when the game ended, Hulk had like 17 damage on him or something like that. Yeah, 16. he was very close. Yeah, he was super close. And, you know, that Hulk reroll, man... Read your cards, people. I've been playing so much strange that I thought it was a re-roll all, like you just had to re-roll the whole thing. No, no. It's re-roll any for four power. So remember that. I had to go back and look at that. Like kind of like I was like, all right, I need to look at this because if Hulk goes down here, and I did, I read it, and it's like, boom, there you go. Re-roll any. Very valuable. <laughs> it, it's it reads just like the one that Blade has. Yep. Except it's for physical and energy and not physical and mystic. Yep. So, so. skulls included. <laughs> Love it. I love it. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that, so he dazed Strange there, and my thought process was, I've got enough power on Mordo to field dress Strange if things go abysmally south. That was, like, my thought. And looking back on it, I agree with you. Playing Indomitable on the Hulk throw would have been the way to go. But Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like you had held them for so long, and... I, I saw the throw. I was like, brace. And he braced. So I'm like, yes. And then he does, do you do you know who I am? And I'm like, indomitable. You've got indomitable. And he didn't. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Now's no. the time. <laughs> you brought this card for a reason. Yeah. Because it, it's weird because when it says, you know, it stops the push, it, it you don't move. It, it feels like that doesn't stop the damage, but it also stops the damage because you don't go anywhere. So you don't impact anything. Exactly. Exactly. So ultimately I ended up pulling out the win 18 to 13 and you know, it was, it, it, that's a pretty close score. I mean, it's only five points and in those middle rounds, like, like you said, I've, I've, I felt really in control early, but those middle rounds got me a little scared and man, his Mysterio was popping off with tricks and traps. I think yes. every time he rolled that shit, it was two successes minimum. His Mysterio got way more work than a Mysterio should. Yeah, dude. He like, was also he doing was hypnosis gas out the wazoo, man. Like, he, he, I think he hypnosis gas and actually did the damage every time he tried it. Yeah, especially against Convocation where you've got these super high uh, <laughs> mystic defenses. Exactly. And he did it a couple times to Hulk, but it's like... You just shot strange and did damage. What the heck, man? Exactly. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was wonderful. It was just, it was, yeah, all around, just crazy wild match. And I know at the end of it, he said his MVP was Mysterio. And I mean, yeah, Mysterio did a lot for him. For me, it was definitely Hulk. Like, uh, he's a Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk I mean, and Strange just did so much work just between the two of them. They, did, they had very little support. They basically had Mordo giving him a couple dice every now and then, and yeah, and Voodoo just being scary. Yeah, but and, those two just did so much work. Yeah, Voodoo didn't do nearly as much as like I'm used to Voodoo doing. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when Hulk's on the table, he becomes the focus for both of you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was it's a wild match. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I won. Ended up like I said, eighteen thirteen. And this week, we'll talk about that soon. Merzane, how'd your match go? Because I didn't get to watch much of yours. I think I saw your Mystique Siege of Darkness turn, and that yes. was about it. Uh, which uh, We had a pretty good set of people watching on the Discord stream, and that was kind of right after that is when everyone left, because that was kind of the big turning point. 
So we played 17. Um, we had, we talked after the game and he actually told me that he listened to the episode. Uh, and I think it was him and his brother. Mm-hmm. might've been him and his friend. It might've been him. I don't remember exactly which one um, had worked together to figure out a strategy. And they felt like I wasn't very strong at 17. Um, I don't think that's exactly where I'm weak. Um, I felt like I was pretty okay with the list I brought. Um, I ended up bringing Stranger of the Soul Gem, um, Dr. Voodoo, Blade, and Mystique to a Superpowered Scoundrels, the new F map, uh, secure, and Spider Infected. So an F extract. So 10 total points on the table. Very high scoring potential game. I won priority chose the extracts because I wanted to get, like I talked about the bump and grind play. I wanted to grab the middle point and retreat and make him come to me, especially cause he's going to be playing criminal syndicate. Mm-hmm. Um, he chose the 17. I was hoping for 20 cause I love playing at 20 points, but alas, but um, alas, <laughs> I expected something like Kingpin juggernaut black cat. That's 12. And like a couple more like another three point and bullseye or something like yeah. be hood in there. I don't know exactly what, but that's what I was expecting. He actually went kingpin, sin, crossbones, black cat, toad and bullseye. So six wide criminal syndicate. Wow. Not something I was expecting yeah. or planning for. So immediately I'm caught off guard, which I'll go ahead and commend him. His, his turn zero and his turn one plays all perfect. I think he did everything he should have done. Uh, what do he do? Turn turn one and like like so zero. You mean like his deployment? Like his deployment and his um and his uh, just his list building. Like the, the squad he brought yeah. was exactly what I think he should have brought um, into what was inevitably going to be a much taller list than his. He went very wide. So he's I've I've got four people that can control points and contest. He's effectively got twelve. Right. Um, and they're pretty hard to remove from points sometimes. Um, a lot of them I don't want to touch like Black Cat. So he's sitting in a good spot uh, just at deployment. And then he spread his two pointers. He put sitting crossbones on one side, but kind of in the middle. Black Cat on the other side um, with Bullseye. Toad was on the other side. Kingpin in the middle. So I go first through the bump and grind and I put um, Doctor Strange on my back left point. He goes with Toad, grabs a point, done. grabs a point, grabs the the infected. I immediately go with my blade because I know if I don't, Black Cat's going to double move to my side of the table and grab mine. Hmm. Uh, I'm not worried about Sin or Crossbones being able to do it. But if I don't grab my point, he will. So grab my point, grab my infected, blade's done. I think he moves... Um, Kingpin at this point or sitting cross or crossbones. The thing that got me was I couldn't pass a lot. Yeah. I could normally pass twice and keep priority because it's just how passing works typically in the, especially town turn one but with sitting crossbones. If I pass twice and I talked to him after this, cause of the game, talk to him about this after the game, because I think it's really useful if you're playing something like that, like a husband and wife style yeah. trick. Um, turn one. If you're if like against my four wide, if I had passed twice and then he activates sin and crossbones in one activation, he gets priority for he free. He gets priority. Yeah. So I can only pass once until he activates those two. 
And then if he does, I can't pass again and I still keep priority. But if he activates one, it doesn't activate the other, I can pass again, which is what ended up happening. Um, so I ended up getting my two passes and being able to see how the board unfolded. Mystique ended up going on the right side. Um, his kingpin moved up to the middle and my Mystique moved up after him and took a shot at him, did a point or two. The important thing here is Mystique was brought in for all of his uh, all of his guys that can reduce damage mm-hmm. and like bullseye with all the reactives because he can't use those reactives in response to her. She can also force someone out of position, either off a point, out of out of activation with deception, or pull someone like Kingpin in to get an easy kill with Siege of Darkness. Yeah, um, she does a couple damage, uh, one or two. I don't remember what. Um, gets the the rapid fire. I don't think she does anything on the second one, but she gets the three power total. She gets the two from the thing and the one for the turn, which is what I wanted. More on that later. Um. He goes with a couple more characters. My last one is Dr. Voodoo moving up to my point on the left side and grabbing the infected. Uh, His last move is to move Black Hat over to my back right with Mystique and Blade. So when all is said and done, I have three infected and I'm contesting one point and controlling another. He has two infected and is controlling three points. Okay. So that is a... Four to four, I think it was, or five to four. Uh, five to four, yeah. Um, so I did a good job turn one of not, or round one of not getting absolutely blown out on points, but I'm behind. <laughs> right. This is a good play for him. Uh, his black hat is in my, like in my line basically, but my line is split. One side is Doctor Strange of Voodoo, the other side is Blade and Mystique. I don't have enough firepower to outright kill Black Cat reliably. Mm-hmm. So Black Cat cannot be touched right now. Because if I touch, if I if I hit her and I don't kill her, she's just going to steal my point and, and run away. Right. My plan is to, currently his kingpin is sitting in the middle of the table. He went up to the middle point and put Sin there. That means I can't deception him. The plan was I had strange mystique, and Blade all potentially in range to do something about him if I got a, a good um, Siege of Darkness turn. All I needed was for any either one of them, potentially, preferably Doctor Strange, to not get moved. I could activate Mystique, use Doctor Strange to push him with his uh, yep. Pulse of Bedevilment, yep. have Mystique pull him in with Deception, um, and then Blade can hit... I, after he can't hit with the with the siege of darkness play, he'll just have to throw a dagger at him. Hey, that's still valuable, uh, which is still good. And that's he, he can't respond to it with his reactive ability, which is great. Mystique gets her two shots in, which she has four power now, meaning she will have six power guaranteed, even if I don't get the rapid fires, which I got both rapid fires. Oh, nice. Then I could follow me into blade, and Kingpin should be in range, and he gets a whole activation to deal with Kingpin. Uh, what ended up happening is every character on the board holding a spider infected got moved. Oh, <laughs> so no one was in position, uh, which is Toad, Bullseye, my blade, my Doctor Strange and my Doctor Voodoo. So everyone's out of position and I don't know what to do. Um, so I think for a while and I decide, well, I still think that I think I ended up going with Voodoo. I think Voodoo went up at that point and shot Toad for no damage, but got a skull. 
so that he or or a sap or something so he could get us get two power mm-hmm. and possess Toad. Spoiler alert: Toad is possessed for just about the rest of the game. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Toad <laughs> drops his 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 point. The only person over there that can pick it up is Crossbones, and he has to walk into the blender Oof, yeah. that is a siege of darkness under with Strange and Voodoo, and then potentially having Strange shoot him as well. Right. And uh, not only that, but Crossbones is worse than nightmares having a spider infected because then he gets yeah. moved and can't go anywhere. Exactly. And now I can just ignore Toad. Toad is not a character anymore. Toad did a couple pushes with his tongue, which is really good. But overall, I can just ignore that with my bump of the night. So I effectively made him useless. Um, he can't do any of the things he's meant to do. Mm-hmm. The other option would be to move uh, Voodoo somewhere else and do it on Kingpin or something. But my goal is to kill Kingpin. Yeah, so, I mean, you shut down the leadership. So a few things happen. Um, I think after I did that, he went with Kingpin, moved, thought about double moving onto my point where Black Cat was to take it, but ended up uh, trying to punch Mystique. And I think his goal was to build power and then climbing gear onto the point. Uh, but he ended up doing not enough damage. Mm. That'll Here was the this was the problem. Now I can activate Mystique and try for all this nonsense. Um, I only could get Mystique's shots and then the blade throw, but she can still do follow me and we can still we, we can still be trying some really crazy stuff. So Mystique goes, shoots him, shoots him, does a little bit of damage because she got the rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Shoots him with the second action, kills him. Oh my days, God. So days kingpin and he's activated. So now I still have two passes and I'm still going to keep priority. And you didn't so, even have to use Siege of Darkness. <laughs> I didn't even have to use Siege of Darkness. So I still have that on the table. God. So that was probably the turning point for the game. It was still, he was still in it for a long time. Uh, there was a lot of chances he could have come back, but that was really where the game started to turn. Yeah, I remember um, watching that and you being like, well, that was unexpected. Now I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so my blade ended up going to his back point with his, where his blade as a bullseye is. Mm-hmm. Move, hop, tried to kill him, did no damage. Oh, well. Um, one of my last, after Black Cat activates and like does nothing, I use deception to push her off the point so she can't uh, score it. So I end up getting one, two three, four, five points to his one, two, I think. Nice. So three, like two or three. When you deceptioned black cat, did you deception her out of the game? Like, so if she's on a corner point, you deceptioned her like further into the corner or did you? Yeah. yeah? Kind of in between where, um, so in between his right side and my right, or my right side, his left side's point. So she was kind of close to blade. So if blade really wanted to, he could try something. Um, sure. The real goal was if I could, I would try to like, uh, night of the damp near off of her nice. and, uh, move into range of Kingpin and try something, but it didn't end up needing to happen. Um, the next turn, he ended up moving her to the other side of the table because it was looking really bad over there. And on the next turn with my priority, I KO'd, uh, Kingpin. Oh my God. I had, I had the same play set up where all I was going to do was I was going to shoot him with Mystique until he died. Um, and then if I, if he wasn't dead, I could either go ahead and do Siege of Darkness 
The only thing that um, Blade can do is the, the dagger throw. Right. But my other two can shoot. And if I do it right there, that's really good. And then I can also bump her forward off the point and into range three of Blade on the other point. Follow me to him. He can. It was really close if he could bump and get in range two of Kingpin. If not, that's fine. He, he moves and does a strike, and hopefully that's enough damage to kill him. I mean, after well, all Mystique of that. Just, Mystique just kills him. Again. <laughs> Mystique is the only one that ever attacked Kingpin. And did you even play him. Siege of Darkness this turn, or this game? I did. I, I did it at some <laughs> other point. I don't remember when. Um, Goodness. But that was basically where the game was effectively over. He did a really good job of trying to come back. Um Black Cat stole one of my things and double moved off to a corner. Uh, she had taken a little bit of damage from something else because it was it was at the point where it was inevitable she was going to steal, so I tried to kill her. Right. Um, I think I might have Siege of Darkness anyway on that Mystique activation just to go ahead and get out of the way. Yeah. Um, she took some damage, and then later Mystique blew up a building on her and killed her and took the point. That's awesome. Um, but really it was just him trying to... He, he was down his most tanky character his only real damaging characters are sin crossbones and bullseye and they're just not enough sin yeah. is good but i was able to keep away from her most of the most of the time dr yeah. strange always had tons of power to be able to shield him and uh voodoo and i'm everyone's sitting on a point so they always have cover from her and he was a little bit risky with crossbones um he ended up Leaving him at zero power, he did the <clears throat> the overpower attack into Voodoo. Yeah. Placed him next to Voodoo, not on the point, but next to the spider infected that had been sitting over there from Toad for forever. Ah. Uh. And um, tried to punch Voodoo to get the power to pick it up. Well, Voodoo with four dice from the, um, from the strange and the cover ended up blocking all the damage. Oh, man. And so some of it was, was a little bit of dice like that. Yeah. Um, and some good spikes on my end, you know, with the mystique and stuff. But really, once Kingpin was gone, he was he was struggling. And like I said, he did a good turn. Turn to your turn one were great. His one mistake was giving me Kingpin. Yeah. Which I was trying to engineer anyway. Um, but had he not done that, uh, I think the game swings his way a lot sooner, and I have to claw my way back a lot harder. Yeah. Um. So do you think? I mean, you know, you talked about Black Cat and her grabbing and and taking that spider infected off into no man's land. I mean, as Black Cat's been all the rage lately, you know, like it's just, oh, you know, Black Cat is she is she broken? Oh my god, I don't know. And would you say like, okay, fine, if you're gonna play something like Spider Infected and she's gonna snag a point, like that, does that bother you that much most of the time? Like, I mean, yeah, it's still a point. Like points are valuable, obviously. I personally am like, okay, yeah, you you take her out of the game. I'll, I'll just mitigate that one point somehow. It, it was at the point where she did steal. It really was a, yeah, you take that point. I don't care. But like I said, she sat on my point uncontested because I couldn't touch her. Right. Because I it was at a point where if she stole, she was going to potentially swing the game. Luckily, I was able to defeat Kingpin before she got to pull double duty because she's surprisingly hard to kill. Um, oh yeah, the the not re-rolling thing really messes up a lot of stuff. Yeah, and like if it tells you anything, I was worried about not killing her 
with Mystique next to her and Blade with the Follow Me play and Siege of Darkness active. Oof. Like, if I don't, because like I said, if I don't kill her, she steals the point. I've wasted a lot of resources on her and she bolts. Yeah. And if she ever wants to, she can always come back and just score another point off of someone because she double moves along. So she can just potentially grab one of my points later anyway. One mm-hmm. of the, the siege things or the sinister scoundrels. So she was a really big threat early without having the power to steal. It was just the threat of being able to do it. Yeah. Counting oh, yeah. for two characters. So she was a huge deal. And the more valuable target in that instance is Kingpin. So that makes sense. Yep. So yeah, once Kingpin was down, she was a lot, she was a lot more manageable. I got the advantage and I was okay with her leaving the game. Um, because I, what is she going to do? She's going to steal a point. She doesn't do a lot of damage. All she's going to do is is die if she stays. So she just became a stopgap to try to keep up on points. Right. And I think that was the right play for him. I, I think that, you know, the only other thing he could have done is if he had the power, he could have, you know, stolen and staggered someone and then single moved away and hopped if she had the power. But it wasn't necessary. I wasn't going to chase her. Um, I only blew up the building on her because she happened to have be in that building's range. <laughs> right. That was happened to be in range for Mystique. And I was like, well, I'll blow up the building and kill Black Cat. Oh, yeah. That's, that's always satisfying. So, man, that sounds like a banger of a game. It was a good game. Uh, he played it really well. Uh, I, it was just one of those games where one mistake led to um, led to an inevitable spiraling downfall. But that early game and that list he was playing, I was I was really scared. Um, yeah, I didn't have a lot of confidence until I dazed Kingpin, and then when I KO'd him, just like how you, you killed his, you killed your opponent's leader, I killed my opponent's leader. Yep, and the pieces just started falling into place. Yeah, and it's so interesting, you know, the leaderships are so valuable in this game, but like, if you if you want to like tier list leaderships, you know, Kingpin is probably the most pivotal leadership in terms of making this the whole thing work in the game. Maybe Sam. Yeah, like, Sam's also very important. Right, like like the two of them are probably like 1A, 1B in terms of like, this list will not work if these leaderships are not working right. I think. I, I don't know, maybe I'm overselling it a little bit, but it's just like there's certain targets out there that it's like, man, if, if Kingpin presents himself... You got to go for it. But you definitely had more tools at your disposal to deal with Kingpin than I think most people are carrying around in their lists. Yeah, I, I was. And remember, I was I was teching for Juggernaut. I thought I was going to have to kill Juggernaut. Yeah. So I was teched out to kill a Juggernaut. I ended up being able to kill um, Kingpin because I have the same tools. Like, right. I mean, tools it, that kill Juggernaut definitely kill Kingpin. Exactly. Uh, even faster. So. <laughs> It just worked out really well in my favor that he didn't have another big, big tanky threat I had to deal with. I had one, literally one character on the table was the uh, dartboard for every single shot I was going to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that's another thing is like, you know, understanding what other characters are going to be able to do to you. You know what I mean? So like, and mm-hmm. kind of hearkening back to my game, you know, once Green Goblin presented himself... I know how strong, especially with a hammer, Green Goblin can be. So having that opportunity there is crucial. And then knowing that, okay, other than Juggernaut, 
the rest of his attacks are not going to be or should not be too devastating. You know what I mean? So it's like just being able to kind of understand those kind of things, right? And that's kind of where I landed with it. And that's kind of seems like what you were thinking about as well. Yeah. The what is my priority targets are the ones that have an ability I need an ability or an output I needed gone immediately. The Mm -hmm. only one was Kingpin. Yeah. Everything falls into place when he's gone. Because like I said, Sin is his next biggest output machine, but I have cover everywhere. So she's not as effective. Bullseye doesn't do a whole lot. He's okay. But when he's paired up against Mystique and Blade, which is which is what he was staring down, there's not a lot he can do. Right. Black Cat is going to steal something and run. If I get a big enough advantage, it's not a big deal. Crossbones is crossbones. He, he can do crazy stuff, but if I can control him, it's not a problem. And I made Toad useless. Yeah. So, it it was it was kind of downhill once his big man was gone. He really needed to do zone control hard. Um, I, I think I told him if he just moved his kingpin to the back to my back left or to his back left, where my on the opposite side of Strange and Voodoo, uh-huh. and just tried to lock him in that or even on the other side where where uh, Bullseye was, just somewhere in the back point, let all of his minions do the work and be tanky and annoying. I think he wins. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot I can do about it. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, really, I could see that because at some point, Black Cat's going to get the power to steal something. Yep. Yep. Cool, man. Well, that sounds like a great game. And speaking of great games, I'm sure that we both have some good ones coming up here. Oof. So, Merzane, let's talk about your match coming up. Okay. It's going to be spicy. Yeah, uh, it'll be spicy. Um, so, what I said in the first special and the last special that the the, the team I don't want to see very often is criminal syndicate. I feel like I have tools for it, but they're not the most reliable tools all the time. So of course, RNG gods decided I would get criminal syndicate round one. And now round two, (laughs) our round two opponent is sploosh from the danger room. Oh yeah. Uh, running what looks like criminal syndicate, uh, with a Corvus and Proxima splash. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so, He's got Black Cat, Black Panther, Toad, Bullseye, Corvus Glaive with the with the Reality Gem, Hood, Juggernaut, Kingpin, Lizard, and Proxima Midnight. He's yeah. bringing R and D all according to plan. Brace for impact. Climbing gear. Do you know who I am? Indomitable. Med pack. Mission objective. Monkey brain as Lizard home and sacrifice as his tactics. Mm hmm. And for his crises, he's got Deadly Legacy Virus, Wakandan Herbs, and Research Station. Uh, he's also got, for his Earth Secures, Infinity Formula, Riot Spark of Extremists, and Superpower Scoundrels again. Again. I, look, I think we're going to see a ton of scoundrels. I think it's a great yeah. crisis. It's good for a lot of people. It's somewhat neutral, and it's very high points. So yeah. it's got a lot of things going for it. Exactly. So have you heard about kind of like what he plans to do here. I mean, it seems from just first glance off the rip, he's Kingpin Corvus Proxima one, two, three, and then season to taste to make an affiliation of criminal syndicate. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what the, what the goal is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, controlling priority will, will be what he was trying to do. I think. Yeah. And he's got all according to plan. So like he can steal priority back really easily. So it, my goal is usually to keep priority two. 
So if he gets it, it's going to be really bad. Even more so because Corvus and Proxima can, you know, run rampant in, into my list <laughs> if we're in the right setup or the wrong setup. Yeah. Depending on what side of the table we're on. Um, to be honest, though, the what I would be most worried, you know, we talked about like me being worried about Juggernaut. So looking at it, Kingpin, Juggernaut is nine. The Pro- Corvus Proxima duo is seven. So that's 16 points. He has to bring another affiliated to make affiliation. Right. So at 16 points, he can't be affiliated with Juggernaut, 16 and lower, and have Corvus Proxima. And 17 because he can't bring a one-pointer. Right. There's no such thing as a one-point character. Exactly. So 17 and lower, I don't have to worry about all three of those. At 18 and higher, I do. Um, and that's a little concerning. However, I'm pretty sure um, any of the three threats, that being Corvus, Kingpin, or Juggernaut, I can deal with one of them. Any one of them, easy. I think I have the tools for it. I think the goal is probably Corvus if he gives it to me. Oh, yeah. No, I think I, I think that that is priority uno. Or just try to keep him as far back as possible. One of the one of the nice things about Corvus and Proxima in um, in Black Order is all the the repositioning that they have, uh, particularly Mothership and Thanos being able to move people. Right. He doesn't really have any ways to move me outside of Juggernaut's throw. Um, and then he can move himself with climbing gear, and that's about it. Um, and I think maybe Lizard has a throw. Lizard has a throw, yeah, but Lizard has a hard time gaining power for me anyways. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably put him somewhere obnoxious so I have to deal with him and then he'll get power and he can throw people. Right. But it's nowhere near the level that of shenanigans Black Order does, so I'm not as concerned about Corvus. If I can control him well enough, I'm probably not scared of him. Um, I mean, and I have any number of characters in my list that can probably kill him, especially with Siege of Darkness. And if I don't Siege of Darkness kill him, uh, I have it next turn. And then I can, right. if I retain priority, he's dead. Right. And do you think that he kind of could foresee something like that coming and that's when he's like, boom, all according to plan? I, but, I think that's going to be his goal. I think he's going to try to... Um, Get him somewhere crazy so he can do the all according to plan turn and then do all the stuff. Um, that's going to probably be my primary thing I have to watch out for. Um, yeah. Looking at his, I think crisis selection might be one of the most crucial things. Um, so his extra, they, all of his, all of his secures concern me. Yeah. Um, if I get prio, deadly legacy virus is obviously really scary for me. It's high points. Uh, he has a lot of way to move his pieces around. Mm-hmm. Like Cat can steal something and then move it to someone like Toad. Toad right. Can steal it for free. Who will then power. who will then find a way to get eight points? <laughs> yeah. Who? Yeah. Toad will then immediately die for the cause of gaining eight points. Exactly. That's really bad. Um, I don't want to see deadly legacy virus. Wakandan herbs. I want to fight. If I can play it right, I can use the herb. Bonus attack to my advantage, attack die. So can his Corvus, which is scary. But I can use it to my advantage. Research station, a little scary again because it's pretty high point scoring and he's criminal syndicate. Right. But it's 16. So 
if I don't have priority and he chooses extracts and he gets research station, I, I might be playing low. I'm not good. I don't like playing low in this list, but I'll play low in this list against this against what he's bringing. Right. And like when you say play low, like do you have the outs for? I mean, do you do you have what you need? You think to succeed on a research station? If you play, it I there? think so. Um, it's a little tough, but I think we just, I think we just go all in on killing. I think, I mean, that's, I think that's well, my goal. In the yeah. It's been nice anyways, right? <laughs> I think I just go all in on murdering people. We're going to murder town population, whoever I'm playing. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of lists in mind. Um, I've been tooling around a little bit. I don't have anything solidified for 16. Um, Spoiler alert, that was one of my awkward numbers. Yeah. Uh, but I've got some plans. I think I can do some interesting things there. Um, for secures, I don't mind Infinity Formula. I don't like it. I don't mind it. Uh, yeah. It makes it easier for me to do a lot of my plays. Um, Black Cat's a lot scarier, so I really have to watch her. But if it's on something, if I'm if we're doing his blues and my reds, the worst she can do is hammers, I think. Because I've got hammers, Montessi, she can't steal multiples. She can only have one. Right. And there's not a lot anyway. It's not high scoring. Um, and Spider Infected, she also can't steal multiples. So she can only ever hold one. Right. Um, for Riot Spark, I'm okay with that too. Um, it gives me a lot of room to kite Corvus and Proxima. And, and for those of you that might not know or are just getting into competitive talk, what does it mean by kite? So kiting is a term from MMOs, MMORPGs, where you try to essentially run away from something while you're hurting it. So you may, for in this example, I may continuously rotate around the map, the, the board. I may move away from Corvus while I shoot him and maybe push him away or stagger him or, or stop him in some way um, so that I can whittle him down without him ever making it to me. Yeah. Um, as opposed to face tanking, which is where I stand there and dare him, and then he comes in and hits me and doesn't kill me. That's not a good move versus Corvus, by the way. No, especially when he's got the reality chip. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Riot Spark, I'm, I'm okay with, I think. Um, I think I can make that work. And then Superpower Scoundrels, I'm also okay with Superpower Scoundrels. It's a little awkward, obviously, on higher points. Um, if he chooses higher points, I'm a little scared. But if I get to choose the points and we go lower, I'm fine. And even if we go higher points, there's the potential I just bring a whole lot of firepower. And uh, he, the, the thing about Criminal Syndicate is they're very tanky, very defensive, and their big thing is they're going to want to stand on points. Right. Whereas Proxima, obviously, you know, are the foil to that. They're very tanky and they do a lot of damage. But I've just got so much output in Midnight Suns. Um, it'll be very hard for him if I bring the right list to not just get absolutely murder faced by some of the stuff that I can bring. Um, so I'm not as concerned in high points as I may should be. Maybe I'm just optimistic. Um, but my previous, the, the criminal syndicate game I just played has given me a little bit more confidence in, in what <laughs> I can do in the matchup. Right. So when, if you have priority, are you picking red or blue? You think, I think I pick reds. Um, I thought so too. That was that was what I was going to say. Is I think that looking at what he has versus what you have, you're way more comfortable on yours. I would think. 
that the the unfortunate downside of that is it gives him uh, it gives him higher threats, which I right. mentioned not particularly liking. So then that's something I'm going to have to think about over the week is I, initially it's reds again because I want to do a similar play um, where I want to grab the middle point and I want to leave and let him come to me. Um, so if we get something like uh, Infinity Formula or Riot Spark and I, gra- I get uh, either Montessi or Spider Infected, yeah. I think I'm in a really good spot. Uh, hammers is a little more awkward, a little bit more awkward because I can't really like, I can't really get like high, heavy advantage on it. So we go even it's and even, then yeah. we're not even on the blues because he's playing criminal syndicate. But I think that's fine. Um, one in three chance. I, I'll take those odds. I got it. I got to roll the dice somewhere. Right. <laughs> right. Um, there is an interesting argument to be made to take my blues. I have demons, gamma and, uh, Terrigen. I don't think he likes Terrigen. Yeah. Um, but demons, he's not a fan of either, but Gamma's not good for me. Yeah. Gamma's terrible for you. However, I think that if you take your blues, I do think that Terrigen Mist is interesting because again, what does CS want to do? They want to stand there and score and they're going to be scoring two, maybe four points. While if you're playing on one of these extracts here, legacy virus, herbs research station i mean you're just playing catch up at that point yeah right? if it's research station i'm probably boned unless i go low points well it and won't be both i guess because if he gets if he gets reds i can get terrigen mist yeah yeah um but he does not like being poisoned oh um, true i mean 100 probably a lot less than i do yeah i mean blade doesn't really care and uh you know. Blade is it's weird for Blade because he spends a power to shake it, which means he doesn't get he still kind of goes down or whatever. But it's weird. He's weird when he gets poisoned. But I can take Hulk and Ghost Rider and they don't care. Right. Um. But uh, that's why I think my initial play is I don't really want if I could get demons, I'm happy. That's super ideal. Exactly. The only red that I care about at that point is legacy virus. If he gets legacy virus, I'm not happy. Um, yeah. because I have to run away from, um, black cat so much, but if we do something like herbs and demons, it becomes a slaughter fest. Oh yeah. And if I take someone like ghost rider, ghost rider can just randomly decide to go capture the point at some, at, at any given time. Mm-hmm. And that can swing the game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also like, He's going to be getting incinerated. I've got two characters that are immune to incinerate. That makes his tanky characters a little bit easier to kill. I'm potentially doing more damage and getting the kills I want. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'm not upset with that. So let's look at it as a threat value perspective now, because I mean, crisis. Yeah. Like threat value. But, but when it comes to certain threat values, I mean, he's got an interesting setup here. I mean, it's obviously CS, but he's also got black Panther in there and then juggernaut who's unaffiliated toad who's unaffiliated so like i think that while lower points hurts you i think it ultimately hurts him worse yeah that's what i'm thinking i i think black panther is fake i think that may be a lower threat thing when he can't bring corvus and proxima yeah Uh, or or like a gamma thing like when he's playing on gamma yeah i am not scared of black panther no yeah i I have so much mystic i have so many ways to move him around and uh, even hit energy which is a, a great defense for him like 
I don't think I'm scared of Panther. Yeah, um, I don't think you are either. I just bring it up as a way to like kind of look at like what he's going to try to do. So like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, this is one of those instances where it's like not having priority and being able to decide points will be super good. Yeah, and that's where, like, I, I'm not terribly concerned either way because I. My lowest point red is 17, right? Yeah, I have two 17s and an 18. So I have two with the two out of three chance for him to get the 17 that I think he's weaker than me at because he can't get all those things mm-hmm. that I'm scared of. Um, in one list, 18 is where he can. Is that That's the threshold. Um, but at that point, he has two blues that can go 17 and one that can go 20. So I have a lot of chances to keep him off of the higher threats. Yeah. Um, and again, it's kind of weird because the higher threats, the higher threat value we go, the more of the things I'm scared of, but also the more firepower I have to deal with the things I'm scared of. So right. I'm I'm feeling pretty confident. I think I have the tools to deal with it if I play correctly and the dice don't uh, decide to leave. Yeah. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say that I am in any way up to the level of sploosh or yourself in a lot of ways. But like, you know, I'm sure he's got some kind of crazy something he's going to going to pull out there that you're just going to be like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that one of the things I one of my charms and one of the things that uh, take people by surprise sometimes is my willingness to just realize I'm behind and make the hardest gambit possible and swing games off of the like lowest odds play imaginable. <laughs> so what you're saying I, is you're a Star Wars movie. A little bit. <laughs> I, my something that gets reminded to me a couple times every now and then is um at Nashcon in the finals versus Sooner, there was a play I was thinking about making with Luke Cage, which was to walk up to uh, Avengers Assemble Forward, uh, Sweet Christmas His Vision, to throw to punch him, get the power to Sweet Christmas, Sweet Christmas, throw him, kill him. Not like potentially do all this that was the play in my head it was go- oh and it was to punch and get the stagger oh nice yeah like, okay. on the double while that that was the plan was move up punch to get the the stagger and then throw him with sweet christmas and i thought wow that's a f-ing terrible idea <laughs> i am not going to do that and i literally audibly looked at my cards and said yeah that's a terrible idea i'm not going to do that yeah i'm awesome. not going to do that that's really bad screw it i'm doing it anyway and then and you did, I did it, it. <laughs> And I threw him and I killed him on the throw. I didn't get the stagger. And I think, it was, I think it was Mike DeLuca watching was like, when you play against someone who just moves up and knows he'll get the stagger on Luke Cage's punch, you, there's not a lot you can do. <laughs> <laughs> In my brain, it was like, if I punch, I will get the stagger. Right. Confidence. There was no question. Yeah, confidence, man. I love it. And, and that's, t- I, I typically realize pretty quickly when I'm behind and when I need to make drastic plays and I will just go for it. <laughs> I love it. I will be like, this is unsafe. Here we go. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Just throw caution to the wind. I mean, sometimes you got to, and hey, man. I mean, I, I feel like this game facilitates that play style more than any other I've ever played. Like Warhammer, it's all about like statistics and how many dice you throw at what odds. And you can kind of break it down to like, statistical math this game i mean sure like you can a little bit but nothing can account for when you get three crits on like a dr strange attack oh my god roll like nine successes yeah 
Oh yeah, no, and that's the thing. Like it's so funny because you you bring that up. The math of this game, like I know some of the math. I don't get into it too much because the the thing with the math of this game is it it's all blown up after that initial roll. Period. You know what I mean? Because and, and it's just like, yeah, I know what the average says I'm supposed to do here, but it just never seems to work out that way. Or, or how many times you're like, wow, if I roll average, I'll kill this guy. And you roll above average and then they roll a crazy defense roll and you do no damage. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I know typically my mentality is if I'm ahead, I play the averages because I know I can get hopefully the consistent work if I do, if I play the consistency game, does this lead to victory? And if the answer is yes, I go for it. And if I get extra, it's great. And if I don't get quite as much, I'm not as upset because I'm ahead. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't break me. If I'm behind, I try to find the places where if I take the risk, what will get me the most benefit? Yeah. Where can I make this 50-50 shot that turns the game in my favor? And if that's better than trying to grind out the statistics, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see how this goes because it's two bad quote unquote matchups for you right off the rip. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I'm just, I'm excited to see the two of you play. So, when is, when are you guys playing? We are playing at uh, noonish. Uh, we're still figuring out a hard time. Noonish on a Sunday. Uh, I'm about to call say criminal syndicate time. Uh, standard time. <laughs> criminal syndicate standard time. Yes. Criminal syndicate standard time. Because <laughs> uh, in my head it was CST, so it's a criminal syndicate. Um, yeah, Sunday at noonish. Um, okay. Gives me a lot of time to sweat while he's out enjoying himself. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. You, you've got a lot of time to second guess and third guess and triple third fourth times eleven guess. But but we're gonna be good vibes only. I'm going to be working out some plans. I don't have a, we're, we're recording this a little earlier than normal. So I haven't devised a whole lot of schemes yet. Yeah. Uh, a lot of this is off the cuff thinking, but I'm going to come up with some schemes, I think, and try to figure out if I can scam my way through this win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So speaking of scamming your way through a win and scheming into something, I am terrified of my matchup. This week. I just want you to know that. So yeah, We both are. We're both, both scared of both of our matchups. <laughs> yeah. So right right away, I got to say, like, you know, I was none too excited to play into Spider-Foes, but I felt okay about it. Because, like, if he brings Venom or Carnage, you know, I'm feeling okay with what I can do to deal with that, right? It didn't work out that way. It didn't bring those characters, but here we are, right? Worked out. We both overprepared for characters we didn't end up seeing. Exactly. And I think that's probably <laughs> going to happen today, too, but we'll, we'll talk about it here. So another reason why I'm scared, before we get into what my opponent is bringing, I'm also scared because my opponent played Convocation in the first round and beat them 22 to 15 or something. So That's a close game, though. It is a close game. Like, 22 to 13, something like that. It was, it was close, but it was one of those things where it's like, I looked at the previous opponent's list and I was like, well, <laughs> he's playing a very similar style of convocation that I am. Just beat face convocation. And yeah, so my opponent will at least have seen it before. Now then, what's my opponent playing? So my opponent is playing Avengers by Steve Rogers variant because that is the only leader he has. So he could go unaffiliated, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's Steve Avengers. <laughs> and the characters he has are Beast, 
Black Cat, Black Widow, the two-threat version, Captain America Steve Rogers, Hulk, Iron Man, Loki. Now, the one thing about the way he posted his list in here, it does not say whether or not he has a gem. I am going to operate under the assumption that he has the mind gem. Um, I am going to check real quick what he actually has because the way it is written on his list sheet, here's the T here, here's the TO in me of the league. The way it's written on his list sheet, he should have no he should have no gem. It should be a four point Loki. Yeah, but but I'm going to look up for you before we get too far into it. But go ahead and go, and I'll, I'll correct you if it's wrong. Okay, so then he's got Scarlet Witch, Venom, and Vision. His crisis cards, because this is the way he has them listed instead of tax cards. He has for extracts. He's got the mutant extremist target U.S. senators, so fourteen threat senators. He's got the Mystic Herbs, Wakandan Herbs, so 15 threat. Then he's got the Hammers, 18 threat, Fear Grips the World. We all love that. And then for his Secure Crises, he has Gamma Waves at 15, Infinity Formula at 17, and Mutant Madman at 18. So I, I it's, it's an interesting setup there. And then Tactics Cards, Avengers of Symbol, because of course... Advanced R&D, Brace for Impact, Disarm, Indomitable, Lethal Protector, Marked for Death, Medpack, No More Mutants, and Ricochet Blast, which I find to be interesting because he has Vanilla Iron Man, which Ricochet Blast is good, don't get me wrong, but I'm surprised he doesn't have Helios Laser instead of that. A lot of people are getting turned off Helios Laser, especially if they're running taller lists because you typically don't have a lot of power to pay for it. Right. Extra power laying around. And with the prevalence of stuff like Heroes for Hire, Sacrifice, Bodyguards in general, Lethal Protector, stuff like that, it's getting harder and harder sometimes to hit the character you want. Right. And when you put that much effort into one attack, you need it to kill that guy that you shot. And you also not to need it not to go onto someone else. And <laughs> right. Ricochet Blast is seven, right? Yeah. So for two power from Iron Man and one power from Steve, you get a nine die full reroll attack that's effectively range. You can shoot like what? It's eight oh, it's, plus eight plus Steve's base. It's like 17 and a half inches away. It's, it's half the board, three quarters of the board. Yeah, it's very far. Um, it is very accurate is the reroll. And then, I mean, I don't think he has any. If you got hammers, it does even more. It costs him more power, but it gives him even more damage. Yeah. Um, if you're incinerated, you're hurting even even worse. And so, in, in, in the black cat is a problem meta, if you will, because I still don't think she's a problem, but hear me out. The marked for death combined with a ricochet blast is going to get you what you need. <laughs> Well, you can't re-roll with the ricochet blast into her. Yeah, but still, you're gonna, you throw enough dice at the problem. Question Ooh, mark. If only that was the case. I know, I know. She-Hulk players uh, wave their fist angrily at you. Right? I'm sure they do. <laughs> Superior weight training my ass. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but, it's it. ricochet blast is very powerful with a very low uh, investment, both in uh, how much power and resources you pay into it, as well as... I mean, if someone steals your ricochet blast and you kill their bodyguard, you're just as happy. 
Right. As opposed to paying a bajillion power to kill Okoye with the Helios laser. <laughs> right. So looking at his list, when I, uh, there's a few things I'm worried about. First of all, I'm worried about just the flexibility he has. Like one for one, he could go any yep. level of, of different craziness here. I do think his intent is to do the Black Cat Loki shenanigans that mm-hmm. I've heard tale of but never experienced. Would would you say that that's something to be aware of in this matchup? Potentially. Do you do you have anything in mind that you, that you're you're worried about like a particular play or anything? Well, the biggest or just thing the general threat. It's <laughs> just a general threat, but more of the fact of like okay, Looking at Crisis, right? So let's look at his extracts. He's got Senators, which is a single extract. He's got Herbs, which he can take my herb from me with Black Cat, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he's got Hammers, which is neutral. He could go get one on her, and that's interesting, but not as bad, right? Yep. So, and then you look at my extracts, right? And my extracts are Montessi, Alien Ship, and Hammers. So single extracts each, or except for hammers, right? But I don't, I'm that is what it is. But like the alien ship, right? So that is a pain in the ass to even find in the first place. But let's say I get lucky and I find me the alien ship. And turn one, she comes up, snags that shit, and runs into a corner. That's tough. <laughs> yep. That's tough. Like I don't feel like I can't overcome that. But instead of like I said earlier, her running away and grabbing one point, that's fine. But now she's potentially snagging two points. And when we look at the secure crisis that he has sitting on an infinity formula, you know, a mutant madman that's paid to flip that if she is in a corner, she can run up, flip it and run back. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, so I guess I'm making my case for her as broken right now with this discussion but (laughs) you're starting to the gears are starting to turn you're starting to see some of the problems no see but that's the thing i still don't think that inherently that's a problem i think there's a lot of things that you have to set up in order to make it a problem and when you use let's say he has the space gem instead of the mind gem loki with the space gem and you do this do all the stuff right you give her the power the advanced r&d you know, you you find some way to get her all the power she needs to do the do the thing, right? And then you get her in position to do the thing, and then run away. Like it takes a lot, and I'm more than happy to not even bother rolling on that crisis, and let my opponent just waste their power doing it, and I'll beat the hell out of them for it. <laughs> I mean, is that is that a fair strategy? I think it is. Potentially. Now, one thing to keep in mind: I did look it up. Uh, this should be. A Loki with no gems. Okay. Uh, so the publicly available list sheet does not have it. His list sheet doesn't have it. So this is a Loki without any gems on it. That's weird, um, then. Right. So I don't know if that was a mistake or if that's his purpose. But either way, you won't be you won't be looking down the barrel of an Infinity Gem. Okay. Well, then I'm not as scared about turn one Black Cat plays. Then I would be. There's two things that you could be scared of, though. He can still do like. Venom or Vision to either pull you or throw you backwards. Uh, and you don't like that. Um, what is the range on Clea's teleport? It's range two. So within range three and you teleport a friendly character range two. Potentially, if the, if you get something where you can get a middle point and you can't get back, there is the potential that you can... Um, first, you obviously take the, the leadership side where you 
you move when you're attacked. Absolutely. In case stuff happens. Yeah. Um, but you can also take Clea, you know, everyone's least favorite character in Convocation for uh, whatever reason, and move her up, do her thing so she gets power, and then teleport your guy back. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is I usually use her as a turn one, like literally turn one, get power, teleport somebody up situation. But I think you're right in the using her in more of a defensive manner in that case and saving that for like if things go haywire. And what's really cool is in your list, you can do strange and her and he can move up, grab the middle point, use indomitable after he picks up if he picks up a middle point or if yeah. he gets them. So even if he does try a vision or a venom play, he can't push or throw you because you just indomitable with the two power you have left. And yeah. then Clea moves up and moves you back and you you're hopefully fine after that. <laughs> um, right. Maybe behind cover. And this is where using terrain to your advantage would be really good. Trying to get him in a position where, uh, even if he does get a push or throw, it's into something or, um, not somewhere he wants it to be. Right. But I think that's going to be a really good opening play for you if you get, if you're worried about that and if he has to set up for it. Yeah. And Cleo is very valuable. I agree. I think Cleo is super valuable in this matchup. And one of the things I'm interested in is like, I don't see him bringing Venom though. I, I think if he brings Venom, it could be a bit of a trap for him. And if he does bring Venom, I actually don't think I would opening play with Strange there. I think I hold Strange for as long as possible to see when he activates Venom and then hit him with that energy from range five away. Yeah, and then there's also, like, if he does, like, the the ones I'm thinking of are, like, mutant extremists or uh, whatever, your alien ships. Yeah. Those the ones, and Montessi, those are the ones you might want to do a middle play, just in case. If it's Montessi, I'm with you. I think I just go grab with strange and then indomitable or, you know, yeah. and then go with Clea to teleport him back. Like I definitely think if it's Montessi or I mean, mutant extremist is a little tough because it's one in three chance. Yeah. And if I don't get it, then I feel pretty bad. Alternatively though, if you don't get it, you know, it's in one of two places. Yep. And then he goes and gets it is how it probably <laughs> would work out. <laughs> But this but, is what uh, Doctor Voodoo is for, right? Yeah, and this <laughs> Doctor Voodoo can steal it and or put his uh, put his brother Daniel onto black cats. So you don't have to worry about that crap anymore. Exactly. So another interesting situation here that just I, I don't know. I'm just worried about this just from the the craziness that can be Avengers and the efficiency level of it all. Right? Like I don't expect to see Beast and I don't expect to see Venom. However, I'm prepared. for for either of them because I feel like with both of them I'm okay especially because Strange has the range 5 Mordo has range 4 you know Clea has throws and teleports and all that fun stuff but I mean if he brings like a Scarlet Witch I mean she's pretty good into Mystic you know Loki I feel like is going to really be a problem because of the tax because I want to be teleporting people every turn with Strange if I can or at least teleporting myself. Ah, man, I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm over overthinking it. And then when I look at his points, like what what point options we can come in, I absolutely do not want to win priority because I want to be able to choose the points. But um, yeah. I mean, I don't maybe. know. Maybe I do want to win priority because then I can choose reds and not have to worry about these super low points. <laughs> 
Um, I also think like, so the ones that you're most concerned about, you're concerned about black cap. I think you've got tools for black cap. I think so too. I, I think I may be overselling my concern a little bit, but it just does. Oh no, you're not. It, you should be concerned, but I think you have the tools to deal with it. Yeah. If only you had mission objective, mission objective is so valuable right now. I think I need to add it too. Yeah. Um, Loki, I don't think is a huge deal. You didn't have a gem. So all you're really worried about is his bubble and him being hyper annoying. But you have a lot of uh, power generation and you could potentially just murder the hell out of him or throw him into positions he doesn't like. And I think you're fine with that. Um, and Scarlet Witch, I, Scarlet Witch is potentially a problem. But you have two characters in your list I think are really good into her. That's that are not named Doctor Strange with his, you know, his bolt thing. Right. But you have Hulk, which she does not like seeing Hulk because she is very fragile, especially against uh, physical. And Baron Zemo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron Zemo has really good mystic defense with a reroll and is very fast and hits very hard on physical. So, yeah, there's good potential that like if you take one of the two, which I think you should maybe try for that as your splash. Um you could, you could just potentially like blow her out of the water and she's got a problem. I'm yeah. more concerned about Venom in your matchup. Really? Because Venom is tough. I mean, you, do you, did you take the Sinister? You didn't take the Sinister Scoundrel threat. No, I did not take Scoundrels. Okay. One thing to keep in mind, this is for you and everybody. If you're playing against Venom on that, uh, you don't get cover against him. Because cover is a form of dice modification and he stops it. Correct. So he's actually very good on that, <laughs> on that, um, that objective. Correct. Yeah, I, I think he's good. I mean, shoot, Venom's good in general, right? Like, I mean, I've from the early days of this show when Venom was first revealed to now, I've definitely come around, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I feel like it'd be a trap for him to bring Venom, unless it's like super low points, maybe, right? Like, if it's like, let's say it's fourteen. So right? here's where I think he's going to take it, because I'm looking at his points, I'm looking at what he's got, and I think I've I think I've cracked the code. So if you notice, Captain America, Venom, Vision, Iron Man, and Beast are all 18 points. Yep. You know what else is 18 points? What? Mutant Madman. Oh, yeah. You know what else is really great about that team? They're all four physicals. They're all four physicals, exactly. So that could be a plan for Mutant Madman to try to ignore you and steal points from out, out from under you. Into Convocation, who has low physical. Yeah. So very rough time stealing them back. Um, that may be where you see those characters if you go 18 on Mutant Mad Men. That's where you may need to be concerned about all of them. Or just 18 on Fear Grips the City. That seems like a really good list. Maybe drop Beast for Black Cat so she can steal stuff. Oh, dude. I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that. Or that's what gets me worried about it. Like the four physical defense is not what worries me. It's the fact that like if the crisis goes south, right? Yeah. I, like I'm worried about single extract just simply because like I'm worried about more the senators than my alien ship. Because mm-hmm. if he doesn't get the alien ship, you know, every character he has has to move twice to get to the middle. Except for maybe Hulk. I think Hulk can gamma leap and then move, but he has to get an attack to get some power. Well, no, he'll have a power because he's Avengers. Mm-hmm. So Hulk is the only one that can get to the middle out of his list, I think, without double moving. 
Well, and here's here's the thing with that. He has no way to protect Hulk outside of bodyguard or ways to stop you from moving him. So if you can like, do you have advanced R&D? I do not have advanced R&D. We may need to work on that too. I know. I uh, thought about it, but I have we, I I have somewhat of a plan for Hulk. So let me tell you what my plan for Hulk is. So my plan for Hulk is to, like, if I'm really worried about seeing a Hulk, which I don't think I'll see below 18, but I don't know, um, is to include Hood in there and try to play slightly wider and not take my Hulk, but include Hood and try to just plain a Poldock him to oblivion, which is my re-rolls mystic attack situation. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the way to try to do that. That's true. Or, I mean, if you just want to keep him away, you can do stuff like bring magic journey to limbo. him. Dr. Strain sends him on magical journeys every turn. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what I've been trying to figure out is like my lower points. Right. So like I'm, o- I'm okay. Anything 17 and above, like I'm very fine with what I bring there. But if we're playing anything lower than that, like 16, I can deal with, but there's no 16 here. 15, I think is really interesting because then it's like strange voodoo Mordo and that's 12. And then I get room for another three threat. And is it Clea? Is it hood? Is it magic? And if I do, and you're talking about bringing journey to limbo, like, you know, if I bring magic, well then brace for impact, indomitable and field dressing. That's three slots. I'm most likely taken up no matter what. So yep. then I have to like, ironbound books too. Ironbound iron books bound. is the fourth slot. So it's like, do I play in a pole dock or do I journey through limbo? And here's mm-hmm. the thing at those lower points. I think I don't take field dressing. I know that's risky. I know it's a risk, but I feel like having the other tools in the toolbox might ultimately be more. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, there's also like, and it's really just going to depend on like what the scenario, like astral ring is another good one. If you suspect venom's hitting the table, Oh yeah. Cause you can astral ring into position and you can't clap back. Um, he could, he could potentially a uh, lethal protector himself backwards. <laughs> It'd be spicy. That'd be wild. Yeah, he can do it. If I um, ever see that, I'm going to just be like, okay, <laughs> I've done it. I've done it with the, with the years for higher stuff. Someone will shoot me like with Hawkeye and I'm like, Wow, you're like just on the edge. I'm going to years for hire myself backwards. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. But anyway, so so what do you think about all of this? Because like I'm over here kind of shaking in my boots, lots of physical attacks. You know, the, the defense values I'm not super worried about because, again, like I can change that. And, you know, he doesn't have a ton of mystic. I'm not, you know, Captain America. This is not a situation where I expect to burn down the leader because on his injured side, even against Mystic, that bastard still counts blanks. Oh, true. So, I'm not really worried about the idea of potentially taking him out. But, I'm just... Um, what did he play... Do you remember, do you know what um, objectives he played in his last game? I do not know. Because that may give you some insight into what his plan is. Into, yeah. You know, it's, it's random now, but could maybe unlock a little bit by by viewing what he did um yeah. i'm more worried for you about games where he's able to not interact with you you know like like i was saying i'm kind of worried about that 
a mutant madman play event potentially just because he can maybe, you know, keep you off point or keep you from scoring points for free. Um, I mean, so let me, let me, let's, let's track that for a second because if he does run beast over, I don't think I hate that. Right. I mean, because beast has a two energy defense and I've got a character in magic. Who's only, it's only four dice, but she's got four dice energy. And then strange with his six dice that can be energy. Like, I don't hate that because then, okay, I can just murder Beast. Well, and then there's the potential that you got Lethal Protectors or Captain America nearby to take it. Like, it's just, it's potentially really problematic that he can, if even like on the last play of a turn, right? Like, he, if you have priority, he right. gets the last activation. Right. He could just walk someone to your side of the table and potentially just steal a point. Oh, yeah. Or if you've activated all the characters on one side, one of the characters on that side of his can just walk over and take it. And then last activation, the other one, he can walk over and take your other one. That's four points and you don't have a lot of ways to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And then it's hard for you, even if you kill him, like it's hard for you to take it back because you got to roll the dice for it now. Exactly. His dice are just, just has more opportunity to do it with the, with the four physical. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of his plan just because then he's making you attack him. You're, he's making you give him power. Uh, making you waste activations to kill guys on your points, and he's still scoring victory points, potentially. Yeah. Okay. So, on the flip side of that, then, if if I have priority, do I take my secures, demons, intrusions, portals, or do I take my extracts, hammers, Montesi, alien ship? Because I don't have a great herb plan. I don't have a terrible one. But I don't have a great one either. Are you more scared of low point values? Yes. Because I would take your extracts. Yeah. And and the biggest reason why I'm more worried about low points is, is not because I don't feel like I can play there. I really do. But I feel like I get into this thought process of I have to have strange. Whereas I actually think there's a case to be made for not taking strange at 14 and 15. Oh, definitely. I don't want to uh, do that, though. I think there's the potential that you don't, and it wins you games because you have so many characters. And there's also the potential that if you do, it wins you games because you have such a high output character. Right. So, uh, you know, it's this kind of six of one, half dozen of another. And, like, if it, I would, I think it, at that point, it would depend on what the secure is. And if it is some kind of a secure where I need to spread out Infinity Formula as an example, Mutant Madman as an example, then I would probably, I don't, it feels weird not to take Strange. feels weird not to take him. (laughs) Understandable. You know? But like Strange Voodoo as like a nine point, no matter what, they're there, feels good. But then it's like, I have to season to taste for the rest of it and getting enough activation and enough economy out of the rest of it just feels tough at those lower point values. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't feel terrible in Senators, truthfully, like in terms of how that match could play out. But like, like, cause I feel like that, what does he bring at 14? You know what I mean? Like obviously Captain America, but then does he go super wide, you know, Captain America, Black Cat Widow, and then Iron Man Vision. Is that, does that math work out? Right. Was who again at what, at 14? 
so at 14, would he go like Captain America? That's four. Black Cat and Black Widow. That's nine. And and then maybe Hulk. Does that math work? That would be 15. 15. Well, shit. 15. There you go. <laughs> but uh, that's where Scarlet Witch might, might come in. Yeah. At or 14. he could go. That's really the only way he could go it if he does Black Cat. He could do like Cap, Black Cat, that's seven. Beast. Has I mean he doesn't have to do points. he doesn't have to do Widow. He could do Beast. He could do like Vision Iron Man. Yeah. Or Venom Iron Man. I think Iron Man's really good at this three. I think, lower I, three three. I think he's gonna want Vision pretty much, period. I expect yeah. to see vision because of the four mystic defense, you know, all, all the, the value you can get out of the beam and stuff. Yeah. But he's, if he's swinging defensive attacks and, or energy attacks into you, it's uh, not really the best for him, especially into your strange. Oh yeah. No, into strange Mordo and really Clea magic, you know, they don't really care about that. I mean, like, you know, Mordo's got a four energy and strange has the three, but he gets the, mystic armor so yeah i don't i don't particularly hate it <laughs> i i think you'll do fine i think you just need to like like you did last time i think you really need to play to your goals i think you need to identify who's your problem character and how do you scalpel them or how do you avoid them right and you know just make plays to advance your goals uh i think you did a great job playing convocation the opposite of how i feel which is a convocation is a get ahead and and stay ahead faction. You did really good at getting you were kind of behind but kind of ahead. You, you yeah. took like a win here and a loss here and then converted that win into the winning the match. Yeah. Um, I think that's what you need to do again here. Like you're probably not going to get a super hard early lead, but if you do, you just need to make smart decisions to carry it. Yeah. And yeah, I think I'm with you in that identifying that target. And it's one of those things where I have gotten into the trap before of like, oh, you've offered me up this target. Well, let me go ahead and kill them when sometimes that's not necessarily the best play. And yeah, if, if it doesn't give you anything. Right. You don't need to. Right. And I think generally, though, I think I want to try to play a little taller. I mean, I'm naturally going to be taller in general because I have a five threat leader versus a four threat. But I think trying to put those where I have the priority in future turns versus trying to, you know, like have the wide list. I don't think the wide list helps me here. Kind of. Yes. Kind of. No, it depends on if you're scared of black cat because black cat getting the last activation potentially devastating unless you're kiting her and you're keeping priority. Cause if you kite her well enough, she has to come steal and stand there. Right. And then you can potentially murder her. Right. And that would be kind of the plan if I see her there. It's 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 one of two things. Either if an opportunity presents itself to burn her down, I'm going to burn her down. If the opportunity presents itself to just teleport her range three away and then move away a few times, I'm going to do that. I think it just kind of depends on on what the game state is at that time. Also, never, ever play in a pole docker. Oh, yeah, no, because you can't re-roll. <laughs> <laughs> you can't re-roll. It's very easy to forget that in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're dead. Playing a pole dock. No. All right. And the, the last thing I want to talk about here, because we got to wrap it up because we've been going for a long time. Yes. Is it crazy to leave field dressing at home 
and take and and have indomitable embrace as my one two punch of mitigation cards. Oh, well, let's let me. I think it's very risky. Um, field dressing is such, especially in this matchup where there's there's so many potential things he can do, and you're it's very hard to like nail down what his plan is. Yeah, because like if he goes tanky and doesn't try to engage you, obviously you know, field dressing ended up being a dead card. But then I think that still falls under your like into your hands, right? So. I think you. I think if you take those three, that leaves you with playing a Poldock and probably Ironbound Books. Yeah. As your other two. And I, because I don't think you're going to use Orb this game. Mark for Death is okay, but I, I think it's this isn't really the matchup you want it for. Right. Journey through Limbo, like you said, I think that's cute, but it does not necessary. Um, an Astral Ring, I think you only bring it. I think the only thing you really want it for in this matchup is to wipe out Venom. And I think you have better ways to do that. Yeah. If, you're, if you don't know for certain he's coming. So I think if you go, if you go those five plain, um, plain field dressing, race indomitable and Ironbound books, I think you're still sitting in a fantastic spot. Yeah. I think that using your, your bar with no doors, other side too, because one thing you did in your last game is you never flipped it. Never. And I, uh, I thought about that. I actually thought about that. I was like, the I think it was turn four. Going into turn four, I was like, this might be the time. I think it, when you're when you were ahead and you were getting ready to run, it's not. But when you were fighting and you were hitting, you knew you were going to hit people that weren't activating first, like Juggernaut, that's when you do it. To get that advantage. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're, adva- you're advantaged and you're dug in and you have to win the dig in. That's when you swap it. Because it also makes it harder to kill your guys that haven't activated. Right. So like strange, if they're trying to kill strange before he kills them, it's harder for him to do it. Yeah. And you get better shots when you have priority. Yeah. And then as soon as you realize I have the lead and I'm going to leave now, that's when you swap it back and you get the potential to leave. Love it. Strategery. Strategery. All about that strategery. Yeah. I think I'm going to, you know, I've definitely got some exploring to do here. Kind of like you, you know, we're doing this early in the week and you know, I haven't had a, a, a real good chance to sit down and be like, okay, at this threat value on this crisis, this is what I'm I'm thinking. But I'm glad we we were able to kind of talk it out a little bit here because I think oh, yeah. I've got some good ideas. Oh, yeah. I, I, I am confident in our matchups. I think we both can do it. I think it's going to be about a little bit of dice luck, but also just playing smart and playing to our strengths. Yeah. Um, you know, like I like I've been saying, you know, really figure out what is your out to victory, and work towards that, and don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. That is something <laughs> I'm very good at doing is getting distracted by yeah. like bloodlust. Don't you don't have to kill, but then again, you did a you you were very restrained in your first game. I think if you carry that mentality on, I think you're gonna do. I think you're gonna do good. Yeah, I mean, look, I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> to control myself and at the end of the day you know the, the message i want to leave the suits with is denying power for a character to maximize their activation is at times just as valuable as putting a ton of damage on them yep you know like 
Because if you do put that damage on them and you're leaving them on one and you're like, okay, well now you have to activate this character or else they're going to go down. Like that has a value. But you also give them all the power to do all their cool shit. Yep. So just keep that in mind. It's perfect example is in my game when I didn't touch Black Cat. She was next to two characters that could potentially kill her. I didn't. Because if I did, I didn't kill her. She gets all the shit she needs for it. And it, and yeah. it, it, it does me no good. It yeah. does him all the good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I went into Ock only one time in that whole game. And he was never, like, I think he did arm lasers one time and threw something one time. It's, yeah, until yeah. the end when you killed him. <laughs> well, yeah, there was that. But, you know. Like I said, was a, there was very little time I did anything to Ock. Maybe it was Mysterio. Somebody I barely did anything to, you know. But I think it was Mysterio. I think all you did to him was you attacked him once and you possessed him <laughs> yeah. and threw him. I think you possessed through and like ignored him the rest of the time. Yeah. Well, you know, you do what you got to do. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening, Suits. And uh, Merzane, where can the people find you out there? Uh help run these events so find me as Merzane on any of the discords that you can think of that you see me on um or just message me uh if you have any questions about this stuff the tts or list building and stuff i'm happy to help um i'm also host of two podcasts uh advanced r&d where we make fun lists and do jank stuff and the gamers guild podcast where we're kind of doing introductions into competitive play like the uh, step from starting the game into I kind of want to get into tournaments and or like local events. Here's where you need to start kind of stuff. Love it. And in case you're wondering and have been listening for a while, there is no secret bonus code because by the time you're hearing this, the giveaway will be over, unfortunately, for some people, but fortunately for someone. So, yeah, make sure to uh, listen to the officially numbered House Party Protocol podcast, and that will give you your giveaway winner. So check that out, and make sure to leave a review on your podcast platform if you have that option, because it really helps us grow, helps us get seen by other people out there looking for MCP content. It's really wonderful, and it's much, much, much appreciated. I think we at least earn like three stars just for quality, and then the other two stars for just being awesome in general totally i can agree with this yeah so appreciate that also you can check us out on facebook house party protocol over there you can send us emails house party protocol pod at gmail.com if you're interested in supporting the show you can check out our patreon it's patreon.com slash house party protocol dollar a month 12 bucks a year and it helps pay for giveaways pay for hosting that kind of stuff Uh, it's just i really can't express my gratitude to all of the patrons out there uh the suits out there for everything it's it means the world to me we have one of the chillest discords that exists and you know super chill we have a nice time nice chats over there talk about the game talk about life all that fun stuff come check that out as part of our patreon and then lastly you can uh, follow me on twitch uh, twitch.tv slash darth balls with a z o five and we'll be streaming my match on Wednesday around the 12.30 CST time. So if you're uh, available, pop us on. Even just give a listen because I'm sure it'll be good to either hear me be salty about my dice or be super excited because my dice are going well. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So definitely check that out. And with that, party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down, Suits. And this concludes the special report. Tune in next week for more.